0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Caravan of Garbage, where we're talking Robocop 2014. Oh, come on, mate. We got we to, don't we?
2: We don't got to. We got to. Do we got to also cover Robocop Prime Directive when Robocop fights another Robocop? we going to cover that. I mean, we will another time. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> James, I was trying to point out the the pointlessness of just constantly chasing oh, You know, the, okay. you know the, the, the content, and the content will never end. Do we cover the Marvel comic book where he gets sent to Iraq? <laughs> we cover that <laughs> wherever, wherever it was, somewhere in the Middle East. They give him a rocket pack and, a, and another gun or something. He's sent there to do good, though, right? Yep.
1: Yep. Cool. Okay, yep. that's great. Uh, leave a like if you could, everybody, because obviously off the back of the 2012 reboot of Paul Verhoeven's Total Recall. Oh yeah, they thought, what's next?
2: <laughs> what's another thing we can that sanitize? Did paul- that did poorly, and everyone hated it. <laughs> Let's do another one. That's right. Although I don't hate it, honestly. It's all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the back of it, but most people are hating it, and some people are going, "No, it's all right." <laughs> that's slightly more accurate to Phil K. Dick's original. Story we can remember it for you wholesale. Yeah, because they got the elevator through the yeah, center yeah. of the so, whatever. No, Colin Farrell. Yep. And Kate Beckinsale. And Brian Cranston. What? Yeah. Well, that's like this movie. You look at the mm-hmm. cast and you're like, oh shit, great cast. Uh, I love. I love's a strong word. I'm gonna start again, <laughs> but leave this in the audio version. Okay, I will. I think Joel Kidman's pretty good in this role.
1: I mean, he's good in general. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, you and might. He's not...
2: not even American. No, you know that he's lying to us. What? I mean, he's not a robot either. God, he's double lying to us. (laughs) Uh, I think he's doing quite well, you know. I mean, you know, there's scenes where he's, you know, at the start of the movie where he's still human, but nobody cares about those. What we're in this movie for is when he's just a face, Mm. and, and that's all he's got to work with. He's got to work with the face. Yeah. And he's serving that face. He's serving face, everyone. serving that face. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But uh, otherwise, we got, uh, we got Michael K. Williams is mm-hmm. in this. The late Michael K. Williams, he's great. Uh, Michael Keaton's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, who I find unrecognisable in this role for some reason. It's just Gary Oldman, but Son's beard and glasses and looking like Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. That guy could be anybody, you know? Also,
1: he was horny Dracula. He could be anybody. That's so true. Gary Oldman is just... He's really killing it in this movie. Mm-hmm, yeah, you feel the emotion and the conflict like coming off that character. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you see an actor and you're like, "Wow, you've done some acting." I <laughs> you've done tell. some
2: acting before. You didn't have to do any acting in this movie technically, <laughs> but you've chosen to do some anyway. Ah, uh, but we get Australia's own Abby Cornish is in this. Absolutely. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley is a as a one of those slime balls he plays yep. so well. Rorschach for people who don't know. That's right. Probably his most famous uh, one. Jay Baruchel. Hmm. He's doing doing a lot of. Done some good work. I enjoy his work.
1: He's doing the, like, the slick 80s kind of coke head.
2: Yeah, yeah, of a sort. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we've got Samuel L. Jackson, in mm-hmm. the sort of the... the um, he's Bill O'Reilly. He's Bill O'Reilly. It's the new version of the media break yeah. that we had in the previous movies. Mm. And it looks like he filmed all those scenes on a blue screen in one day. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the origin of this movie, Joshua Zetumer wrote the script based off the early unfinished draft of the original movie by Edward Neumeier and Michael Miner. Interesting. But apparently Paul Verhoeven insisted that this was kind of the wrong approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm he wanted this idea of, you know, this brutal satire of a corporate future and all the humor and work all that into it. So they've mm. gone back to a version
2: of this that was supposed to exist at one point or another. And I think I having you just explain that to me, I think that what they're going with there and I I think it probably makes sense in a Hollywood boardroom mm. if you're pitching this idea to be like Okay, well, that stuff worked in the '80s. Yeah, but we're going to take the original script. We're going to make it very gritty and rounded. And now, mm-hmm. and and look, and that's how I felt upon rewatching this. It felt like they took apart the skeleton—no pun intended—of the original sure. RoboCop mm. and went put all the elements down on a big whiteboard and went just went. We'll do all that stuff again. Yeah, and in theory could have worked, but I in mean, practice...
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about why specifically it may not have its studio interference, but, but making Omnicorp the military-industrial complex and then marketing themselves as this force for good in the world, I think that's all kind of solid off the back of, like, yeah, multiple job. wars where that's clearly not the case. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. There's some ideas here where you're updating them for the modern-day-ish that I, I get what they're going, but I think there's also elements of that original story that they've stripped out, including the fact that this is PG13. Oh my god. But the reason for that was that the budget of this blew out from 60 to 100 million plus. Okay,
2: and so if they've if they've spent that money, yeah. they want to get it back in the box office and you can't do that if it's just 40-year-old men who are like, oh, I love the original Robocop, and he's going to shoot so many guys right in the nuts. Yeah. I'm love it. you got to get the kids in who are going to be like, yay, maybe he'll shoot some guys in the nuts. He won't. No. He yeah. has a
1: stun gun this well, time. See,
2: okay, if I'm going to be critical of this movie, and I'm absolutely going to be, because that's we're a bit of having a bit of fun, you know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> are we? Yeah. Look, much like I would forgive the Bayverse Transformers movies if the Optimus Prime in it looked like the Optimus Prime from the cartoon, like he transformed into the same truck.
1: For you, that's a 40% better movie, exactly. right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> I think, on, before I get to the criticisms of this movie, I reckon I'd be willing to overlook a lot of the weak elements of this movie if he kept the classic colour scheme from the original movies.
1: They even do that thing where they're like, we tested this design, but people liked it, and Michael Keaton went, that sucks, actually, and no.
2: Mm. But, I mean, look, and they do a decent shot at it with, the, with his new version, and we see it initially, and I'm like... This is a pretty decent modernized version of this, yeah. And then they ruin it by turning it black, yeah. When it so it just looks like nothing, yeah. It it turns from like this iconic silhouette with this iconic color scheme to nothing. Mm. And I know like. It's about the themes and it's about the drama. It's not about the superficial elements. But damn, it's, it's not. A... It's not just that, though, yeah, is it? Damn, it's an iconic look, and you know it's because by the end of it, he gets recolored back to classic RoboCop, and mm. then it's like, and now you're going to have more adventures in the future, RoboCop. <laughs> you're not, are you? Yeah. But I mean, surely the the idea would be. You start him off in the black suit, mm. and then when it's time to be full RoboCop, you know, when they when they give him the redesign, maybe the the CEO says, "My kids don't like the black; they think he looks scary." So let's make him silver. Yeah, and then he's then he then he give him like, the little cop badge and whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, if
1: you saw this guy and you didn't know what he was, you'd be like, "Is that Batman?" This is Batman's fault, by the way. It's the Nolan Batman oh, suit as a yeah. robot. He looks like one of those shot iPhone cases. <laughs>
2: yes, You know, like the builders yeah, yeah. have. So if you drop yep. your phone at a building site, it'll be fine. That's right, if you drop it into your strawberry milk. That's a local <laughs> reference. <laughs> Tradesman in Australia loves little strawberry milks. Your big M. That's right. But there's a scene towards the start of the movie where he's, he's having a test run of all his equipment in a warehouse mm. and he's shooting in a bunch of... EM208 drone robots and there's points in that where I'm like I don't know which one he is because they all look exactly yeah. the same but as you as you were saying uh, a mere 20 minutes ago before I started this he's got two guns and one's a stun gun Yeah, is that because if he was going to kill a hundred guys they'd have to make it an R rating but if you say, well, he's going to kill 50 guys and stun 50 guys, mm. we get a we get a PG-13? Is that what's going on
1: Potentially, there? yeah. I think they put it in to be like, well, we can edit around this. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, because yeah. Because
1: whether they put in blood or stun pellets or whatever, that can all be done in post. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah.
2: decide that much later That's down right. the line. Also, the fact that he's got two guns means he doesn't have one iconic gun. You know what I mean? True. He's got... One machine gun and another? And the stun gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not good. But I do have a question for you, uh, James. Uh, if you could have two items ensconced in your robot legs, yeah. which enabled you to access them instantly, what would you have? MP3 players,
1: two of them. Two MP3
2: players, that's yeah. nice. Well, then, I would have my phone, obviously. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be one. And then maybe like an ice cream cone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you put the phone in the ice cream cone? Oh, no. Oh, okay. It's madness what you've said. <laughs> Sorry. There. You wouldn't eat the ice cream cone? Eventually. <laughs> but then you would... What would you do then with the hole in your leg? I'd, Go, to, go back to headquarters and get another ice cream okay. cone. But an ice cream cone with no ice cream in it? No. It would have ice cream in yes. it? Yes. So it would have to be chilled It's
2: refrigerated, pen. yes. You need
1: it to be clearer, Mason. Sorry. God. Even though this is PG-13, mm-hmm. I feel like they do some horror elements in this really well. Mm. Specifically, that he's just a face and a sack of organs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They take everything away from this guy. And mm. I think that is genuinely...
2: Upsetting. Yeah. That's some where we get some of the best face acting.
1: When it's peeling away, when you're finding out what's left of him. That's right. And you think you can't really take more off him. Mm,
2: yeah, yeah. God,
1: horrifying. Mm. And when he first wakes up and he thinks it's a suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, get me out of this thing. And they're like, oh, no, you don't want that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I don't even mind the idea that this time around when he's woken up, he knows who he is. And mm. the horror of it is that he is 100% aware of what has happened to yeah, him. Yeah,
2: right. As opposed to the originals where he's, he's forgotten he's Alex Murphy yeah. and he thinks he's a product. Yeah. Not a
1: terrible approach. Mm, sure. And in the rebuild, like, they give him a hand and the sack of organs in his brain and his face. Give him his dick. What are you doing?
2: You don't know they haven't? <laughs> they
1: definitely did it. <laughs>
2: okay, right. Did you see it? I didn't see it, no. <laughs> but it's PG-13. What do
1: you want? <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. That's what I'd have for I was Robocop and one of my legs. A
2: functioning dick. <laughs> functioning dick, yeah. Okay, right.
1: Oh, man. I love how Gary Oldman is very tactful with all the patients that he, you know, that he works with and operates on. You know, he's teaching a man to play the guitar again with his mm. robotic hands and whatever, and he's trying to be very understanding. And he's doing this beautiful work. But he's got this assistant who's just this blunt instrument mm. where when Robocop first wakes up and he's like, it feels weird. It feels like my body. And she's like, yeah, that's phantom limb syndrome because you lost all your limbs. And he's like, excuse me? It's-
2: <laughs> oh, but speaking of, you know, uh, uh, Gary Oldman's character, he's working with people of missing limbs and so on and so forth. Mm. There's an early scene where he's he's, um, he's he's helping a man find the confidence to to play a guitar yes. again. and uh, Play
1: classical gas. That's
2: <laughs> play Freebird. <laughs> and it, I think it's that, it's that moment where I knew this wasn't going to be like the original because he just plays it for a bit and then he loses his confidence, and then he stops playing. Mm. Whereas in the original, that guitar would end up in somebody's head. Yeah, everyone would be dead in that room. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. The strings would snap off and shoot into people's eyes, you know?
1: (laughs) No, you're absolutely right, yeah. Mm. How's about this, though? We we mentioned it, but the performance of Joel Kinnaman, I agree. Mm. It's quite good. And... What they've done here this time around, they've put him in the suit and then they've mostly CGI replaced him. And Uh. you notice that especially on the joints. Like if you look at his legs, Mm. there's no way that human legs could fit within that. And I think it does aid his performance. It is very different from the Peter Weller thing because... He is much slicker. He's much more tactical. He, he'll clear a room like John Wick.
2: Like, it's that yeah, kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. He can run and jump and leap in a yeah. way that the original version can't.
1: Which, again, I don't think is a terrible idea. And I think it's interesting that when they do shut down his emotions at one point for a portion of the movie, you notice like a shift in his, mm. in his behavior and the way that he, he operates, like the way that he walks. Yeah. Like, his posture is completely different, also. So, I think that's a nice little subtle thing that they added to this movie. Uh, he also has the Batman Arkham detective powers. So that's cool, I guess. You remember? No, it is he true. rewinds a crime in his mind? Oh,
2: that's true. He does do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an action sequence um, where he finally tracks down his his attempted murderer and he switches on the thermal vision and it all looks very visually spectacular. But I kind of I kind of miss the, uh, the original version where the thermal vision is clearly just like a bunch of people in weird body stockings <laughs> yeah. that have been coloured over.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I also think that, you know, I... Look, I... I is this the time to talk about this? It's not terrible, is it? I think there's mm. some really interesting ideas in here that aren't fully...
2: Yeah. Uh, Fleshed, out. Fleshed, Fleshed out.
1: Fleshed out. Thank you, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I like, for example, some of the corporate decision-making in this. Like, before they unveil him to the public, they decide to just upload the entire criminal database into his brain. I think that's a
2: huge mistake. What were they thinking?
1: Have you ever tried to update your computer before a presentation or something? <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. That's obviously not going to work. Mm. You set up your PowerPoint beforehand, then you test it, and then you don't touch anything. That's
2: right. And then it still doesn't work somehow.
1: <laughs> but I love also, and they even mentioned this in the movie, that the first arrest he makes in public is a hardened criminal who has just come out of hiding after the last six years to watch the Robocop be revealed.
2: Why wouldn't you? <laughs> who knows what he's going to do.
1: But the finale of this... Yes. I mean, it does a thing where he kills a bunch of people. That's the thing that Robocop does. Oh, hell yeah. He stomps into a room and kills everybody. Mm. And I do like that, you know, when you see him getting damaged, one thing you can't really do with the originals that you can do now, you can chip away at him and you can see the inner workings. You can blow a big
2: hole through the dude, yeah. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. all of that. You can lose an arm and all of that. And, you know, he's fighting Edward 209-
2: which are they? They're too competent, aren't they? Yeah. If I were to be critical of this movie, and I'm going to be, and I have, and I will continue to do so. Sure. The the plot thrust is that the evil Omnicorp wants to introduce robots to policing in the United States. Mm. Which not, would be cool. It would be super cool. Yeah. And and maybe it's just memories of the of the first movie. They seem to be pretty good at their job. Yes. These robots, like they're not absolute numbskulls. Like I mean, they shoot they shoot that kid. And they shoot that kid yeah. at the start.
1: I mean, he did have a knife.
2: I would say maybe add a rule. That he says, could have stabbed that big robot. I was going to say, maybe they could add a rule to the robot cops that says don't shoot a kid with yeah. a knife, you know?
1: I think the point is that, yeah, the technology in itself is solid, mm. but the people behind it are not, oh. which I guess is the point of this.
2: Yeah, but see, that's the thing also, that I kind of feel like Keaton puts in a good performance, but he also genuinely seems to believe that, this scheme will be for the betterment of the United States. Like he, he, genuinely, he genuinely does believe that putting robot cops on the street will reduce police fatalities. Yeah. But then at the end he's just like, but I've got a gun too. <laughs> I've got a gun and I'll shoot your family, Robocop. Like don't, don't turn on us in the last 30 yeah. seconds, you know what I mean? He didn't have to panic, did he?
1: No. He could have just gone, don't shoot me and I'm leaving.
2: Yeah and then he probably
1: would have got away. Yeah. Because RoboCop has enough time to be like I think I can't shoot him actually.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of the, I would I would have if I were I Michael Keaton's character, I would have taken advantage of, you know, RoboCop struggling, his humanity versus his, his programming, and I know, would have just walked back down the stairs. If <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> helicopter wasn't there, just go back down the stairs. Yep. Just killed all those Ed 209s. Just just walk out. You know what I think would have been
1: a good way around it? Yes. you die hard for it. Robocop shoots Michael Keaton through himself. Oh, yeah. Sure. Technically not a pro... But he just did it. He did he it. Yeah. it. He could just do he could it. You could just do it. could just think really hard about his family mm. and do it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of feel like if... We had seen. Give him his penis. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, God. The movie needed more scenes, I think, where the, the policing robots are a genuine danger to yeah. the, the people. Because, again, they seem to be working fine. I don't know. They're pretty cool, too. They're very cool. They got mm. that red visor. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's
1: cool. Now, one thing we've neglected to mention, and I'd lay the blame squarely on you. Good, is, I'll take it. Is the theme of this movie? Or
2: do you mean the. The emotional themes. No. Oh, the, the musical music. No. Theme. <laughs> okay, great.
1: No, Mason. <laughs> Thank God. So the original theme by Basil Poldoris, R.I.P. By the way, just incredible. But the reason I kind of noticed it here is that it just thunders into the title sequence, mm, and yeah. I felt like you haven't really earned it, given me enough to be like this is a RoboCop movie. And mm. I don't hate the use of the theme in this Pedro uh, Bromfman. Uh, did this version, and he romp. does, yeah, he does a great job on this score. But it reminded me that oh, that's a really good score that we probably should have talked about in the other
2: movies. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, Boy, or better it? if you're
1: robot Cop Yeah, with the thermal, and you can do the mm. Batman detective thing.
2: That's right. Oh, also speaking of the music, uh, this this film ends uh, with the song "I Fought the Law" over the closing credits. Mm-hmm. Makes zero sense. They should have got Nickelback to do a cover called "I Upheld the Law." <laughs> And And I won. And I did win. That's right.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so of course, as we saw up top, Peter Weller was like, yeah, maybe don't do the Robocop reboot. Mm, Yeah. Uh, But other people had feelings on this as well, including Paul Verhoeven. Obviously, you might not know this, but he directed the first Robocop movie. Interesting. He was sceptical of this remake, saying that it was typical of the lack of fresh ideas in Hollywood. He was even less impressed by the finished movie, commenting that, just like Total Recall 2012, your favourite movie. That's right it lacked the humour that made the original work so well. I don't think it is just the humour. I think you could really take a swing at a serious modern-ish day Robocop movie. Mm. I don't -hmm. think that's the only thing missing here. But yeah, he's not wrong. This isn't you know that really good movie Robocop I've heard of it this one isn't as
2: I've good. I've never seen it but I've heard of it <laughs>
1: sure uh, also the director of this Jose Padilla he expressed his frustration in the lack of creative control he was allowed by the studio for this project he estimated that for every 10 ideas he brought to the project the studio refused 9 and he went on to describe the making of the film as the worst experience of his life when word of this conversation became public in an effort to appease the studios he, uh, he made counter statements saying that actually
2: it was good <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> but look, honestly, if you're presenting the studio every day with ten ideas, I think they probably should reject nine of those ideas. Yeah. Because otherwise, that movie's going to be really
1: long. I mean, I, I, the way I presumed he meant was he'd present an idea and they knock it back, and then he would present
2: another idea. No, I'm I'm assuming that he said I'm going to put ten ideas into the movie today, and another ten tomorrow, and another ten tomorrow. It's all him writing pterodactyls. That's right. Until <laughs> until you give me a, a robot agreement. pterodactyl. That's right. No, no. <laughs> Yeah,
1: until they came on something, right? My goodness. Uh, anyway, it's time for Reboot Trivia. I love that. 2014. Whoa. Yeah. Here's some names that were considered. Michael
2: Fassbender. Do you mean as Robocop? Yeah. Or just considered generally? Think about them. I like that.
1: Yeah. Michael Fassbender, Assassin's Creed. Chris Prine, potentially Assassin's Creed maybe. I'm sure he was offered you know, you a chance to, you
2: know. Okay.
1: Uh, Russell Crowe. I can't imagine him being Assassin's Creed. But I can imagine him being in the world
2: of Assassin's Creed. I can imagine him being, being on that big swing arm. <laughs> sure, he's rooting for the South Sydney Rabbitohs or whatever in the in the stands, but he's on the swing arm from <laughs> Assassin's Creed.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Obviously, it ended up going to Joel Kinnaman. This movie takes place in the year. Do you want to take a guess? So it came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah.
2: 2024?
1: 2028. Oh, I was close. No, you weren't. I'm so close. You're pretty close. In the
2: span of all recorded human history, I'm pretty close. Yeah, you're closer than, say, if you said when there were
1: pterodactyls. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jesus' time. Yeah, Jesus' time. Similar to the pterodactyl time. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the only Robocop movie to be released in IMAX. I think by default, probably, though. Almost right? oh, certainly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the box office for this, on a budget estimated between $100 and $130 million,
2: it looks expensive, doesn't it? It does look expensive, and I would say, generally speaking, especially when it comes to the Robocop visuals... Looks good. Looks really good, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a good-looking movie. Mm. Uh, The box office return, though, was $242 million, which is not terrible, Mm. but they're expecting if you put this much money into it and it's PG-13 and, you know, it's Mm. a franchise that people love, I guess,
2: you know. But, I mean, isn't that – that is the catch-22 there, isn't it? Like, if if you make it R-rated, probably fewer people are going to see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, but maybe it'll do a Deadpool and people will be like – I mean, this was pre-Deadpool as well. Yeah, that's true. So there's no way the studios would have been like – you know, mm. this will work. That's true. But then the other the other problem there is if you make it PG thirteen, mm. it's just not yeah as good and violent as RoboCop three. That's right. Yeah.
1: So a sequel to this?
2: Oh, go on. Uh, it was in the works. Oh yeah. It didn't. They didn't make it. it. It would explain when how RoboCop gets his signature gun. <laughs> he finally gets it right at the end, and he uses it once. And then it's like now it's time for more adventures, RoboCop. Now you've got your suit and your gun. <laughs> Uh, They actually opted Hey, wow, this is like the best gun. (laughs) It sure is, Robocop. That's why we made you wait two movies for us.
1: (laughs) Now you'll appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. But they've actually opted for a requel, which is going to be a sequel to the original movie that ignores two and three. Okay. It's that situation.
2: But not Robocop 2014. No. That's the... (laughs) They're going to mention it in a passing. It's a movie in the RoboCop universe. Yes. <laughs> so it's this. This is happening, is what you're saying. Okay. So
1: RoboCop returns. Originally, it was going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp. Oh yeah. He left that project. Mm-hmm. I think he would have done a really interesting job on it. I know people don't love all of his movies. But I think if you look at his aesthetic, you know, District 9, Chappie. He could team up with Chappie. Matt Damon in an exosuit. All of these things. He could team up with Chappie 48 hours style.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. Now, Chappie, we're only taking you out of jail so you can track down these drug dealers. (laughs) And Chappie's like, I don't know what he sounds like. South African? South African. (laughs) Okay, right.
1: (laughs) Let me pick up all my PS4s. Do you remember he had all those PS4s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: What would Chappie say? I'm going
1: to beat you up, you Jackman. (laughs) That happens. Is Hugh Jackman in Chappie? Yeah, he, he beats up a bemulleted Hugh Jackman. We've talked about it
2: recently. I don't believe you. It's true. Wow. I'd buy that for a dollar. That's, That's what he'd say. That's what he'd say. That's what he would say, he yeah. would say that.
1: So Abe Forsyth then came on board. He's an Australian director, oh. if you do not know. Um, and like all Australians, including Abby Cornish, wonderful. There's only one terrible Australian. It's Scott Morrison. Everybody else... <laughs> Is the best. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Amazon acquired MGM in 2023 and they've decided to work on both a new movie and a TV series, which will be coming out maybe in whatever order.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I also think there was, maybe I'm imagining this, but
2: like a prequel at one point they wanted to work on, like a Dick (laughs) Jones prequel. (laughs) Not a, not a Alex Murphy prequel. Regular cop. Regular man. Regular man at a less dangerous precinct. Look
1: how good my dick works. Look how attached it is. <laughs> 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 <inaudible> <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Anyways, wow. It's good to visit all the Robocop movies we've done and haven't we? That's right. Yeah.
2: And you know what? Also, speaking of... of rebo- this is better
1: than Ghostbusters too. You're right.
2: That's true. Uh, reboots and recalls. You know they're, they're The Ghostbusters
1: franchise like immediately falls off a cliff, in my opinion. No, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're testing the waters with the new game, the new Robocop game. Yes. I reckon if people respond to that, mm. well, they'd be like, well, people love the world of Robocop. So. That's
1: right. They love that
2: Peter Weller. That's right.
1: Anyways, if you like this, if you're like, wow, great video, great opinions on Ghostbusters too. guess what? What? You can actually see these videos early if you head over to bigsandwich.co. It's like our private Patreon. There's also bonus movie commentaries. There's bonus podcasts. There's video game Let's Plays. We actually looked at a bunch of Robocop and We games. sure did. Mixed bag.
2: Wildly varying quality. <laughs> uh, and if you uh, like Ghostbusters too, but you don't know our opinions on it, you can simply go back into this channel if you... Months or possibly years or maybe a decade, I don't know. Yeah. And we've got a little little review of that, don't we? So think?
1: many Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, I don't think any of them are good anyway. Anyway, it's not important. well <laughs> oh. not important, Mason. Well, not even the universally beloved first one? The 2016 one? Yeah. No, that one's good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to know what we're doing
1: next week? Yeah. Here's a hint. Dunno. Nice. Yeah, that'll be something. This- can't remember. I hope it would be. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows that comes out every Monday if you are so inclined to listen to such a thing. We talk the news of the week and then the, the big movie that happened. That's right. And there's always big movie, isn't there?
2: It's always big movie. Never stops. Some weeks there's no big movie. Some weeks there's not. Some weeks there's too big movie. Yeah. And we're like, for gosh sakes, Hollywood. Spread out your big movie. Spread out big movie. Yeah. Dang it.
1: Oh, God, let us drink in the big movie at our own pace. Mm. Anyways, thank you very much to Ben
2: and Lawrence for the edit. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. I'll wrap that gem. You guys will see you next week. Okay, Gary Oldman yeah. played Dennett Norton. Yeah. Jackie Haley played Rick Mattox. Okay. And... uh. Michael Keaton played whatever the Vulture's name is. Yeah, I don't think those. none of those sound like real names. No. Well, but they're not, are they? No. (laughs) They're movie people. Damn, these guys are good. That's Hollywood. Can't trust them. That's right.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.